Welcome to Relationship Section with M.T. Morrison. Welcome to Relationship Spectrum. I'm your host, N.P. Morrison. Thank you for joining me on my first episode, my first podcast, and my first experience in doing this. Taking a leap out there and I encourage everyone to try something new. So sit back and enjoy the ride and I will try to define what a relationship is. And I mean defining it like dictionary defining it. Because relationships are simple, right? Uh. (laughs) And, um, well, defining a relationship is simple, right? I, I, yeah. Like when you're in it, you should be able to define it. I shouldn't have a hard time defining it with words. And also sometimes it's hard to even define an action. So I feel like this is complicated. <laughs> I feel a complicated coming on. Do, 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 do. So let's start with defining it. And what does the dictionary say? So I looked at the Oxford Dictionary and, and it defines relationships as the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected the state of being connected by blood or marriage, the way in which two or more people or groups regard and behave towards each other. That makes sense, right? So why is it so complicated? I don't know. We'll get into that. So social social psychology or social relationships define a relationship as any association between persons amounting to mutual familiarity, mutual awareness of one another's identity, and meaningful understanding of their relationship to one another. I like that. I, that one's people-focused. Because it's people-focused, it puts those co- two concepts of being mutual in it. You know, having a mutual awareness, having a mutual understanding, you know, that connection that it's happening together. So I like that. I like that one. Psychologydictionary.org defines a relationship as a particular type of connection between two or more entities or phenomenons. I love that word. Phenomenon. <laughs> it makes you want to sing. A binding, usually continuous association between individuals wherein one has some influence on feelings or actions of the other. You know, that sounds about right again. Again, um, this one says that um, there's an influence there in that relationship. And it also brings about feelings and actions, the way we act towards one another because we're in that relationship. So yeah, again, psychology pretty did it, you know, did it good as far as um, defining it and making it person-centered. So I like it. Um, I didn't, I did not get a psychology degree. I did 
take some psychology courses. But I will share with you that my bachelor's or one of my degrees um, is in sociology. And I love sociology. <laughs> you have to be a graduate of sociology to love sociology, I think. Um, so I couldn't, you know, I would be remiss to not um, get a definition from sociologists who, you know, they they're in they have studied relationships you know such as marriage and familial ties you know they always say familial um and familia ties that would be family um so but in sociology it's a little different because they 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 separate two things and they separate primary and secondary groups. And this is your relationship. And we're looking at a person. So a person will have a primary and a secondary group. Um, and the primary group is personal and intimate interactions. In addition, the primary group member it exchanges um, tacit items such as support, love, and concern. And if I needed to define tacit, it would be, it's kind of like an unspoken word. It's an expectation. It's, it's not a demand, but it's an expectation. Like, mm, because you are my wife, you need to support me because you are my child. You need to love me because, so it has all these, um, demands with it, um, that are not clear. And they're not fully written. And, and I think ultimately they're sometimes disappointing. So um, a secondary social group, on the other hand, such as political parties, trade unions, are usually impersonal. Impersonal? Impersonal. Okay, I said it right, I think. And instrumental at formed, forming um, to fulfill a special interest. So it's instrumental in our form to fulfill a special interest. Um, so recent sociolo sociology um, research on relationship include the structure of change of the relationship, inequality, dynamics um, of a relationship, variations over life course, you know, opposed to teenager, you know, when you were a teenager and in your 20 and 30. So, so how relationship, what's the meaning of relationships throughout, you know, your life course? Also, what influences those relationships? And it can be diversity. It could be, um, racism. Um, you know, it's defined between individual ties and social context. So where am I coming from? And and we know this, like, um, how I behave in a relationship is a compilation of, or my experiences 
That's how I'm reacting. That's how I interact with people. So I bring along a couple things. I bring along my culture. I bring along my family, my ideas, my experiences, the worldview of me, the the structures, the political things I believe in. I bring all that to the relationship. And so does the other person. (laughs) And, And that's where it becomes a little complicated. A little bit you know? So, um, I also was like, what, well, what type of relationships are there? That's another question I asked myself. And there's four types of relationships. Um, I, I probably will later on define them a little different, but for now we can say family relationships, friendships, acquaintanceship, romantic relationships. Those are, you know, So what are friends? Friends are people who we are not related to, but choose to interact with. Friends are people we trust, respect, care about, and feel that we can confide in and want to spend time with them. Yeah, that seems, yeah, that seems about right. Um, But of course there are varying degrees of friendship. You may find that you feel closer to some friends than others. This is perfectly normal. Some friends, especially if they are only, if they only been around for a short period of time, are not seen as someone you can confide in um, with your personal issues or your concern. You kind of build that up and that's through the trust, um, the trust train. <laughs> You may find that you will feel more comfortable and able to confide in friends that you've known longer or have spent more time with. And then you may find that that will backfire. I don't know. Acquaintances are people you may encounter regularly, but who are not friends or relatives. It is important to be polite and respectful to acquaintances as having harmonious relationships with people around you, such as work colleagues, people from college, neighbors, is an important way to avoid stress and conflict. It's just be nice, you know, be nice. I don't want to go to work and not like a person or I don't want to be in a group of my friends and there's someone that I don't particularly like there. I mean, that's just too much. Just be friendly. Just be nice. We don't have to be best friends, but man, we can make it a nice experience when we're around each other, right? So be nice. And the other part is you never know who they know. <laughs> a romantic relationship is is one that you feel very strongly attracted to the other person. Um, both to their personality and to them physically. Um, this is reciprocated by the other person in the relationship. So I don't know if both are happening at the same time. And sometimes only one of them is happening at, at, at a time. First, you might be attracted to them. And sometimes it's all, that's all you are is just attracted to them. Like, you know. They look good. I I have these sexual feelings towards them. Um, And then there are people who you are attracted to them because of their personality. So it's not always 
both at one time. Um, in a romantic relationship in your head, you might be personally and physically attracted to that person, but the other person may just be physically attracted to you and realize in the end, there's nothing about you that they like. (laughs) They just like to physically engage with you. You can call that a relationship. It's a relationship. Definitely not a well-defined one, but it is one. So I took you down the rabbit hole with me. I could have went a little further because I tend to do that. I tend to get into the rabbit hole and not come out. So fortunately for you guys, I came out and here's what I think. Um, That relationships always rely on something or someone else. Um, and for the purpose of this conversation right now, we're going to focus on someone else. And so you could agree that a relationship is not a one man or woman sport. It does. It It's just like the song says, it takes two to make a thing go right. And it takes two to make it out of sight. But sometimes it could take two in it and you ain't going to be happy all the time with the two. So that's all I'm saying. Um, but it does involve a connection of some sort. And that connection varies. You know, that's where we get into the relationship spectrum because it, it goes from one degree to another um, on a continuum. And we go from having healthy relationships. And what does a healthy relationship look like? Do we know that? Do we always know what a healthy relationship looks like? For me, a healthy relationship in any situation, a friendship, an acquaintanceship, um, a romantic, a family has healthy boundaries. If that's a healthy relationship, a healthy relationship has healthy boundaries. They go together. They go together. And when you're not in a healthy relationship and you're teeter-tottering between unhealthy and healthy, then That's because something was misdefined. And um, if that's a word, misdefined. Huh, maybe. Somebody could say something to me. Please let me know. (laughs) But in in a healthy relationship, there's communication. So you're communicating those healthy boundaries that you want to set. Two, there's respect. You're being respectful. Um, there's trust. You're trusting that person. And you're also trusting yourself. And we'll talk about that later. Um, you're honest. And um, it's equal. There's it's it's you know, it's an even Stevens. And and you also, while you're in that relationship, it doesn't have to be all the time, you know. 
I have friends that I might talk to once every six months, but we get on that phone or we see each other and it's almost like we never skip a beat. Yeah, granted, sometimes I feel some type of way. I'm like, why don't they contact me? What's going on? But that's my, my thing. You know, when I really look at it, I go, what's going on? This awareness of why am I having an issue with that? And maybe it's because I need to interact with somebody. So it it has probably nothing to do with if this person calls me or anything. And when you start getting into unhealthy relationships, that's when the communication is failing, right? There has been some kind of break in that communication and it's not clear anymore. And when there is a break in that communication, then there's a break in the respect. Then there's a break in the trust um, and the honesty. And things could get a little, little funny. And you can start to want to control the outcome of how the person reacts to you, whatever. So th- then some little control issues, some manipulation gets involved. Um, and as you know, if you're in a, re- you, know, you know what? I oftentimes think of abuse, when people think of abuse in a relationship, of course they think of, you know, DV or domestic violence or intimate partner violence. They may think of that. But how about when you're like in a situation and you can't really define if it's being abusive? You know, if you, you, you feel like it's not right, you you know at this point that communication's all failure. You, you're, you might be throwing low blows, maybe not to the person, but maybe to someone else. You may be throwing low blows about that person. And if you're in a romantic uh, relationship, you might throw blows at each other that are not nice. Um, that's a little abusive and not to take away that intimate partner violence, um, is not abusive because it is, I mean, it, we can't do a comparison, um, because, um, I'm very much aware of, of intimate partner violence and domestic violence. And we'll have a conversation about that at some point. Um, but We're talking about you become verbally abusive to your partner or to the person you start talking bad about someone else in a way that is a little venomous. Um, And, and that communication has brought, and you don't trust that person at all now at all. And, And trust can be broken very easily. It happens, and, and you know, at, when you do lose trust, it is because it someone, that person has slowly chipped away at the trust that you had for them. It doesn't, sometimes it doesn't happen all at once. Oh, this person did this. Oh, that's it. I don't trust them. It doesn't happen like that. What happens is one thing after another happens And it chips away slowly at the trust that you have for that person. 
um, Maya Angelou, Angelou would say, um, never trust a person who off, never trust a naked person who offers you clothes. And that's kind of like, hmm, you know, that you're suspicious, right? Um, but it's those people, when they show you who they are, believe them. The reason why we fully don't disconnect or give up is because we sometimes we're, we find it hard, hard to believe. Secondly, we may find that we are making excuses for someone's behavior. And sometimes someone just hasn't done enough to, excuse me, hasn't done enough to allow you to, to run away. Um, and, and, and that's how we all are. It's not just, just certain individuals. We are all kind of that way. And, um, there's a book by, I want to say Gladwell, um, First name, not Michael. Is it Michael? Malcolm. Malcolm Gladwell. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for waiting with me. I appreciate that. <laughs> and um, it's called Talking to Strangers. If you haven't read that book, oh, it's a good one. And um, it talks about how as people, we don't, we always want to believe the good in others. And we should, because if we were suspicious of everyone, we wouldn't get anything done in this world. You have to, you have to trust someone. Okay. Um, but most importantly, you have to trust yourself. Definitely, there's an episode on the relationship with trust. So I'm going to end it right here. And I thought, and I, and I hope I didn't go on a tangent and I might've, because this is my first podcast and I, I, I'm just talking, I guess. Um, and I look forward to feedback of course, you can, on the app, you can contact me. Currently, I don't have a website yet um, to share information. And as we go on, I'll improve as I go on. And when I say we, really, there's somebody else helping me. And that's my husband and my daughter who cheer me on. Um, and a friend of mine who offers feedback. Um, so, Thank you for joining me on my first podcast. And I want to say to you, God bless and have a wonderful day. And P. Morrison signing off. <laughs>